You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430. Um, this is episode 176. We've got Jay Peterson coming to us from, and dare I say, one of the biggest names that is just climbing and everywhere right now, the Dirty Duck Coffee Company. Dude, I'm telling you. Um, so Jeff Coates, um, who you guys do a blend, uh, do a flavor of coffee with, um, he was telling me about you guys. And and I started looking at, first off, your swag is, is unbelievable. I l- fucking love everything that you guys are making. Um, so uh, I'm super excited because we've got Jay on here. And if you've been following our social media, um, you'll know that Dirty Duck is sending up a ton of coffee to us. Um, we're going to give some out during the refuge. And of course, there's some for you to be able to purchase and take back home too. So anyways, that's our introduction. Philly's coming to us all the way from Port Perry, Ontario. I'm just outside Kingston, Ontario. And Jay is coming to us from Kansas City, Missouri. Dude, I did not. So first off, I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I was, I, 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 I I was rigged until, until just this year. And, and I just, I just can't, man. But I tell you what, there's a reason why Mahomes is considered the best because that dude just pulled that. Like it's just, it was amazing. Me and my son, me and my son were watching it and he was like, that's that's it, man. That's Patrick Mahomes. Like you can't count him out. He's he's gonna come true every time. Yeah, the guy's just a winner. I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. it comes down to. He just he just has a will to win, and he's the Michael Jordan of our era right now yeah. in football. So, I, I think so. You know, I think so, man. Um, yeah, uh, crazy crazy good game to watch, which is which is awesome because there's been so many years where the Super Bowl has been such a lopsided game mm-hmm. um and this was this was one of the great ones i wish yeah, they t- had a better uh t- taylor swift one no one cares but anyways <laughs> I, I wish they so, would have had a better uh, good. yeah last i wish they would have had a better um a better halftime show but you know it is it is what it is right that's always um, the case absolutely um now, but now, anyway well, Back to the coffee, more importantly. Yeah, yeah let's get back. To well, the I just I'll let you know. I I poured a a crownie for you guys. I've got the crown. Oh, going. God, God bless you. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about whiskey, and and I've started and I've started to really get a taste for um, bourbon, and mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying bourbon whiskey. And then That's someone's great. yeah, oh yeah, it's awesome. And then somebody had said to me, well, you're not drinking, you're not drinking rye. And I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'll drink some rye whiskey every once in a while. I said, but if I do drink rye, it's always crown Royal. And, Absolutely. And then that's, somebody looked that's at a staple me. Yeah. At the, and uh, they, up at the dirty yeah. duck in Mount city, Missouri, where yeah. uh, dirty duck lodges. That's, that's, you always got to handle a crown there. So 
That's awesome. Well, and the person said to me, they were like, really? Crown Royal? I said, you know what? Canadians take Crown Royal for granted. I really do believe that. Phil, would you say so? It's not my first choice. No, obviously, okay. not, not obviously, like it, it's the big name, right? Yeah, but it's a rye, um, but for a rye whiskey, like what's what would you drink I, beside a rye? Well, if, if I'm going like a whiskey sort of thing, like I'm probably 40 Creek. Uh, um, yeah. Now, I, I do dull, I do divulge in the um, or not divulge, dive into, I don't know, dive whatever. into, indulge, yeah. indulge, indulge. <laughs> I do indulge in the crown black once in a while. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not thank, a black thank, fan, thanks but... to Mr. Coates. Yeah, that's yeah. his favorite. Uh, yeah, that's his oh, yeah. favorite. It's, it's uh, it's not bad. But, like I like my Forty Creek, but I've been like on the bourbon kick too, and yeah, yeah. I I've been really loving some but good bourbon. It was uh, it was funny because having Mister J on from Dirty Duck when we went to Habitat Flats. I'm sure Jay, you probably know Brian Rushton. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very loyal supporter. Yes, he's a great he guy. He tried to he tried to figure out how the fuck we could get to your place on our trip. <laughs> like he was trying to figure it out. Like can sure. we can we figure this out? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not super super close, but it's just far enough, but not close enough to just swing by the dirty duck and. Yeah, because well, I guess Kansas Kansas is on the very west edge, right? Uh, so if you go all the way through Kansas City, Missouri, yeah, you'll end up in the state of Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, because like we were at Habitat Flats, which would have been like to the west, sorry, to the east of where east. you guys are. I'm just uh, yeah. looking up the old Google Maps here. Yeah. St. Louis. Yeah, we kind of, hour, yeah. Hour and 20 minutes, kind of northeast of Kansas City and then a little bit southwest of Mount City, Missouri, where the Dirty Duck is. Yeah, so like we were, he was like trying to figure out like, could could we factor this in and, and sneak over to Kansas? But I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's too far out of the way and Right. By the time we'd actually gotten down and we were like, because we stopped in Columbia to hit the Bass Pro or Cabela's that was there mm-hmm. and did some shopping and then, you know, just a hop, just a hop, skip. The original? You no. didn't go to the original? No. No? Um, and then we, just, then we scooted, I, scooted over to Tony's place because we we were allowed to be there for four o'clock, so. Nice. Well, well, if, I if we had we more were... time, Brian was dead set. <laughs> we gotta we gotta go get coffee well i thought i was actually gonna get through a podcast tonight without without having to listen to phil bring up his trip to habitat flats but here we are once again talking about habitat flats <laughs> what, are, what um, are you gonna do fire me <laughs> no good point um jay you bring up something because you brought up something and i wanted to i wanted you to explain it because i didn't know and just reading your social media and your internet uh, and your website, your internet. Um, and it says like 1887, the dirty duck was built. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what the dirty duck was, but it, it's a lodge, is it? Yeah. So it's uh, my partner, Buck. It's his personal lodge. So okay. he took a downtown uh, Main Street building in Mount City, Missouri, which is, you know, a small town, um, you know, middle of America type type place that you would you know, think of a classic downtown area and, and, uh, it was all run down and he was actually leasing out a building two doors down that we called the musty duck because it smelled so bad. Yeah. And so then he buys the dirty duck 
and it was all run down, you know, floorboards, you know, you step through them and uh, yeah. someone just kind of joking around and said, what are you going to nickname this one? The dirty duck. And it just kind of stuck. And okay. so uh, they put a lot of, you know, elbow grease, you know, his family and, and uh, was there uh, to restore it. And it's now like the main area when you walk in, you it's like walking into an old uh, bar. Um, you know, they redid all the floors and there's, you know, mounts and bar lights and everything and shuffleboard, bar top table, all that good stuff. Big buck hunter game. And so oh, awesome. it's, it's personal honky talk whenever he's in town for duck season and, and back up from Texas. And then he's got his sleeping quarters above it. So it's a studio apartment up above. And that's amazing. So it's a nice little place that, uh, you know, nicknamed the dirty duck. And that's where it all kind of started. He was doing some hats and hoodies just to give out to friends and family whenever they come, you know, yep. visit and leave with a souvenir and uh, made the logo for the building. And then somebody said that, I think it was his uncle was downtown in Kansas city one day. And someone said, Hey, I'll give you 40 bucks for that, for that hat um, that he had on. It's a dirty duck hat. And, he, you know, so that kind of prompted it and then COVID hit and we were both shut down from our traditional businesses and yeah. uh, said, Hey, what about coffee for like a staple product around the dirty duck and, and really blowing out the brand. And I was like, sure, let's do it, man. Let's, yeah. let's do nothing. Nothing else is going on right now while we're slowing the curve. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we just got to work and started building the brand and here we are three and a half years later. Wow. And, cool. and like, I'm not joking when I say, and, and, and this isn't blowing smoke up your ass or nothing like that, but like you guys are, are on a very fast upward trajectory right now, right? Like you guys are everywhere and you're doing it the right way, right? Like you're going to NWTF, you're doing all the shows, you're on social media, you're, you, you've got stuff on the go. Like I said, your swag is, is unbelievable. And Appreciate I, that. yeah, so I'm. So I can't wait until my package arrives so I can rip into it and see what I'm going to buy for myself because, uh, and I, I should have, uh, before you sent it, I should have got you to send me that rope hat. Um, I'm in the duck stuff because that one, that's, that's, that's the tits. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Get, I get, got time, man. Yeah. So yeah. You might get another package. Yeah. What, we do, what you do need to send up is K cups because I will buy a piss ton of those. Okay. okay. Yeah, we I'll, can get. I'll get, I can a get second, I'll get a second delivery going up to you guys. We'll get yeah, some, uh, Billy. Because yeah. I'm like a peasant. I don't have like this coffee making K cups. Put the thing and just yeah, push the they're button. easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. K cups. They're bad yeah. for the environment, Phil. They're bad for the environment. No, I use them you know too, what? but so but so I do. Like... Jet, but that's not stopping the environmentalists from <laughs> flying around in them. So yeah, no pa paper straws. Well, paper straws will cure all. Yep. Um, you know, we we've gotten into the show so far and already, and and I haven't taken a chance to to thank our sponsors of of First Light, Real Geese, and and Ducklander calls. But again, I I and and I I don't want to make it sound like I I'm not thankful for them because I am. They're awesome, and and they've been with us um ever since we've started really. Um, but Jeff Coates who I'll say again is the voice of the union 0430. It was Jeff that sort of, well, not sort of was really the one that introduced me to you guys and was like, Hey man, you need to check these, these guys out because they're, they're going to be, it's going to be a big deal. And then, and then I seen the pit boss, um, I guess roast, the roast, yeah. the pit, pit boss roast. And I was like, Oh man, this is, this is crazy. And, and then, 
you know, I, I messaged Jeff one day and I was like, hey, man, do you mind if I if I name drop you? I'm going to send a message to the guys at Dirty Duck and just tell them what I'm doing up here at the at the trade show and and maybe get some coffee and be able to pass it around. He's like, no, man, he said, you go ahead. You drop my name and, and see. So when I reached out to you, Jay, like you, buddy, I, I can tell the reason why you guys are, are doing so well is your your customer service is, is, is to me at least and i know rushton speaks really well um like your customer service is, is top notch and and when i'm reading your about us portion on your website and and there was one thing that really that really grabbed me and it was you know coffee is just not a a pick me up it's a catalyst for conversation and and that really really stuck to me because first off it's very true but how many times do you hear someone say hey let's just go grab a coffee and have a chat and and yep. it is so so true and and i just i could just imagine that the dirty duck um just sitting around a bunch of dudes and and your families and and your wives and stuff and just sitting around having a cup of coffee and and really just shooting the shit yeah and that's kind of the you know the reason i feel like duck hunting is so successful and and why it's you know anybody can that jumps into it kind of gets hooked on it is because there's just that social element of sitting around a duck blind and sharing stories sharing life you know whether it's good bad or indifferent i mean i i grew up doing it you know my um my stepdad you know bonus dad whatever you want to whatever you want to claim, claim <laughs> you know that's uh, a good word. I like that. Yeah, word. he he was huge in my life, and he was the one that introduced me to duck hunting when I was, you know, four or five years old. And my life is completely different because of it. And mm -hmm. I just remember sitting in the duck blind year after year after year, and you know, a lot of the same stories, you know, because that's what we do. We repeat a lot of the same stories, but then we all created new stories. And you know, that's what it's all about, and sharing life, and and it wasn't all always, you know, sunshine and rainbows. You know, sometimes that year there was hard stuff going on in your life. And, uh, you know, and that got brought up or people were at each other's throats, you know, cause I had brothers and, um, and, you know, so between us, I had three other brothers and, um, and then my dad and, and then his business, you know, his hunting partner, Mr. Beerman. And, you know, so all these characters that have come along the way that, that make up a good duck hunting experience and, you know, and coffee kind of embraces that too. It's it ties people in together. It's sitting around sharing life, sharing stories, uh, sharing experiences, and and so that's what's kind of fun about it too. Well, the, Billy, we've talked about it on here a number of times, and we've said, and and I'm pretty confident that I could say this that that duck hunting is is the most social hunt that there is, right? Like you can sit down with a cup of coffee and and have a chat and and still you know, watch over your decoys and, and be ready for, for when those, as Wade Shoemaker would say, those mallards are holding pumpkins, right? Holding um, pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like deer hunting where like you're by yourself. Like, you know, if you're part of a camp, you know, that's part of, if you're part of a camp, then yeah, like you know, you've got yeah. your lunchtime or like, you know, the nighttime, you know, you got some tunes going, like you know, the deer camp that my dad's part of that I've been to a bunch of times. Like, you know, guys will wheel out the guitars. We'll have guys from neighboring camps come over for a cocktail. Like, you know, like there's that big social aspect, but like you're not hunting, right? Mm -hmm. Where like, ooh, I look at, 
well, obviously this is going to get aired Monday, but so yeah. two days ago on Saturday, um, like Damien and I this Saturday, we're going to a buddy's place for the weekend because yeah. our late, late goose opens this Saturday. Okay. So again, for, for when the show airs two days ago, um, so our late goose opens and you're allowed 10 birds a day. Oh, wow. But being yeah. our late season, like the birds are only flying once a day. Like, it's, it's supposed to be cold on Saturday. So like they'll do an afternoon flight, but like, we're going to go hang out at our buddy's place. I think there's probably going to be like half a dozen of us. And like, literally we're just going to be going around kicking corn cobs during the day, shooting shit, having coffee, you know, telling same stupid old war stories over and over again. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, we might shoot a couple birds. Yeah. You might not, not why we're going. No, not at all. But you know, um, when you, when you say those things, like, um, you say the same stories over and over and, and it's always, but those, like, those are the more memorable ones. Right. And, and especially, you know, you brought up about having a bad year or, or, you know, something happened and, and, but that's how you remember that year. Right. And just like, just like when you were describing the beginning of dirty duck coffee, right. You COVID like that was, that was a shitty time. It, It was a shitty time for, the world north america really like we shut down completely i don't know why europe and all those other countries did but like we pretty much shut down completely yeah. um but it, it it was it takes something bad um to bring something good out right and usually that's what it is and and then those are the stories that that you talk about because you know in 20 years time um when you guys are are still doing this and and somebody asks you for the 10 millionth time how to dirty duck start you'll still start the story off with well you know it was covid everybody was shut down and mm-hmm. that's how the podcast be... got started well yeah absolutely yeah, a, lot of, um, yeah. a lot of great you know things around the industry started during that year you know absolutely we created and or we had to find ways to kill time or, <laughs> or whatever so um yeah no a lot of great things happen even through tragic and hard times and Absolutely. You know, the people that persevere and get through it. And, you know, I think that's the the heart of a duck hunter, uh, the heart of the outdoors people um, that are in the industry in general. Like we all persevere because yeah. we've all had to, you know, be patient because it's not always going to be a limit. Uh, you know, it's not always going to be the biggest deer or whatever it is, a whole covey of, of quail. Like you may find two. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, that's, I think that's the heart of a hunter and, and then outdoors, you know, person in general. And, and, uh, I think that's what's so attractive about our industry. Um, you know, in general, yeah. no, I, 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 I totally get it. And I think, I think the way that, you know, without actually walking in the dirty duck and, and the whole bit, but, you know, like, and we've talked about it on the show a number of times and people that have listened to the show, the millions of fans, um, they'll say, oh, they're bringing this up again. But um, social media, social media sort of gives, so if you're a brand new hunter and you're saying, you know what, I want to be a duck hunter, I want to chase geese, um, social media sort of kind of gives you a bad um, representation, right? Because the videos of you sitting there for three hours right waiting for a duck to come in um 
that's not getting clicks, right? So, so right. what gets the clicks is is birds raining down yeah, from the sky, and all that. pile picks and the whole bit. But you know, when when you talk about you know a hunter and the lifestyle and 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 his way of his or her way of thinking and, and all that stuff, like all you got to take the good with the bad. That's just the way it is because for every for every amazing hunt that you have. There's probably five that was like, mm, well, at least, well, I got out of bed anyways. Um, you yeah. can't shoot them from the bed. You know what I mean? So yep. it, it is man. Like it, it, the duck hunter is, is I, I think in a class of his own for, for a number of reasons, just on the, just the determination that a duck hunter has to have just to continue getting up every morning regardless of the weather regardless of the conditions and 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 as much i i don't deer hunt i i do a little bit of turkey but um i don't i don't know of any other hunter that puts the time and effort in that a duck hunter does and and i could be wrong and it wouldn't be the first time but it, it's just amazing to see and then you know for for you guys to be able to I, I look at things in a different way and, and you could tell me I'm totally wrong, Jay, when I say this, but like, if you guys were in COVID and you were thinking about something, you were like, man, you know, I like hunting. I like, I like shooting birds. I wonder what we can get at that. We can tie it both together. Coffee. Like it's a brilliant idea. Like how many, like, you don't even, you don't even leave the house without your Yeti mug, right? Like everybody's, everybody's yeah. got their, I know some people like Mark, uh, our other buddy that comes on the show, Mark doesn't drink coffee, he drinks tea, but you know, that hot drink and, and it's brilliant to, to go after duck hunters with coffee. And then when you call it dirty duck, well then, you know, you're just, yeah. that's, that's hook, line and sinker right there. And yeah, and we just, I mean, we saw it, we saw it happen to you. No one was really doing it well, especially mm -hmm. in the waterfowl space um, with a kind of pizzazz to it, you know, a, a, recognizable icon which is our pooping duck logo and just a few other things that we kind of knew we could maybe catch a niche in the marketplace and you know thankfully you know people embraced it and it's been it's been fun you know a lot of great people in the industry uh, that's what we're thankful for you know folks like you i mean we didn't know each other until recently and yeah i i know we could sit around and, and share a duck camp together and, and have a great time over a weekend uh, yeah. and that's just kind of the nature and I think that's what really draws people to the industry, you know, that are looking in over the fence that maybe getting into hunting and they see, they see that they see people together. They see slapping high fives, uh, the fun, the camp, like people want to be connected to other people. Absolutely. They do really yeah. miss that in today's, you know, social media society where it's easy just to hold up in your room and just watch it from a distance, but not engage and be a part of real like community and, uh, other people's lives. And and I think that's attractive to people too. And duck hunting allows you to do that because you don't have to be um, great at it. You know, it you can pick it up as you go and, and it's, you know, it's not trying to master a shot from 250 yards away and mm -hmm. need a real big high powered gun to do it and a ton of land. And um, you can kind of tag along with some buddies and figure it out as you go and, and stumble your way through. And, and then, you know, everyone's going to help you along the way too. So I think that's another attractive part of, of our industry. Yeah. And, oh shit. 
I lost my train of thought. I had a good one too. It was gonna, it was <laughs> gonna be like Oscar worthy too. It'll it come was, back around, man. Yeah, it'll come back around. But should wrote it down. Well, that's I grabbed my pin, but then Jay was saying something. I was caught up into what Jay was saying, and I totally forgot it. <laughs> um, which which is all good. But you know, that this whole oh, that's what I was going to talk about because you were talking about the industry, and now um. And and by no means am I saying I'm in the industry and, and anything, but um, but what I've found and, and Phil can attest to this as well in the you know 176 episodes of this show that we've done, the one constant thing that we've found is is that this industry, this waterfowling world in North America, and and is mostly in in the United States, like Canada, we don't have the we don't have the numbers like you guys do, the hunters, the hunting numbers like you guys do. But it is such a small community. Like yep. everybody knows everybody. That is the thing that just absolutely blows my mind. How how connected, even though it's it's different brands, different mm -hmm. um, different pieces of the puzzle that that that's in that industry everybody is all pretty much all civil to one another they all get along everyone got their own little piece of the pie and it's just and and to go to your point i think that's what draws people in because it is like people are just they're friendly um help out one another um it, it's just i don't know it's, it's just a feel good thing to be at there's i'm sure there's there's some assholes out there but oh, there's yeah there's always outliers but yeah but across the board, you know, and and they always say what the six six degrees of separation, yeah, in like the general population. But I feel like in the hunting world, it's you know two to three, yeah, um, and and that's and that's pretty cool, yeah. Just on, uh, I mean, like I said, Jeff's our Jeff's our connection point, and yeah. you know, Jeff's been so gracious to us. Uh, has really been a huge advocate for us, and you know, he really didn't have to. Um, but he, but he has, and and we've been thankful for that friendship. But yep. and that's one of countless number of stories that we, as we built the brand over the last couple of years, that uh, we're really thankful for, and and um, just a lot of great folks. No, and and that I think that's I think that's the most important thing in in today's. I don't know how how to say it really, but um, it the only way to succeed is through is through hard work it it takes hard work and, and dedication to succeed but um if you think you can go about succeeding without having someone help you every once in a while or does someone give you a push um then you're then you're sadly mistaken and and you know i'm i'm uh i'm using you know, dirty duck as, as a way to prop my own brand up. Right. Like I've got you sure. to come on the show because you guys are, you guys are, are doing great things right now. So if I have you on the show, then that gets more people listening to my show. If I have my, if I have your guys coffee at the refuge, when I'm doing at the Toronto sportsman show, that's going to get more people to hang around and have conversations mm -hmm. over a cup of coffee. And, and if you think that you're, that you can do this in life without, some help from somebody then i think you're i think you're in for a world of hurt um that's yeah. that's just me personally well tell me about the show man what's uh what's that gonna look like there in, in march so um so it started back in um 
we came out of COVID. When did we come out of COVID? 2021, right? No, 2022. Oh, you guys didn't, you guys are out of COVID? I thought you guys are still in it. The way I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It, it's here. To, it's here to stay. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm like, sh- it's like herpes. It ain't going anywhere. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm sure our government would love to be able to put us under lockdown again, but that, kidding, that's another. Kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, 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 uh, totally not. So we were coming out of COVID, uh, a friend of ours, um, Lori Ann Horse, uh, and she owns uh, a brand called the Canadian Sportswoman Society. So um, the Punisher brand was was still very, very small uh, and not a lot of revenue being generated. So the idea of going to the Toronto Sportsman Show, which was which was expensive, um, it just wasn't just wasn't in the cards for us. And she had some extra space in her booth. And she said, why don't you come down for a day and set up? And I was like, awesome. You know, a, a great, great little bit of help. So she invited us down, me, Phil, um, Mark, and another guy. We all went down and, and hung out for the day. And then I went to the, after the show was over, I went to the general manager of the show. And I was like, there is nothing here for waterfowl hunters there like literally there was nothing um and he was like oh uh, okay uh, so what do you think i said well i can bring some people in um give me some real estate on the floor and i'll bring people in so um i i think i i kind of talked talked my skills up a little bit too much on the first year because we had five <laughs> vendors come in Five vendors, including me, um, come in on the first year, but it, it was a success. Um, so then when last year's show was over and I started knocking on doors asking for this year, well, people were a lot more interested coming out of COVID and, and they mm-hmm. people were back to wanting to spend money and, and people wanted to get out into the, to the trade shows again, and they wanted to do the outdoor shows. So, um, so now this year we've got 20 vendors, um, half of them easily from the United States, uh, the other half from Canada. Uh, it, it's a great, great show with, with brands like Final Approach and Traeger Grills and uh, Real Geese, Real Geese and, and New Canoe and, and all these. And there's a bunch that I'm missing. But again, it's the community, Jay. So we'll all come and, and I talked to the, I talked to all the vendors um, at least once, once every three weeks and, and Hey, let's do, let's do a, a dinner. Let's get everybody together for a dinner. Like that's the type of community that, that this is creating, right? Like, so yeah. now everybody wants to get together. Uh, let's do a meet and greet the first night before everything goes crazy and everybody is all over the place. Let's do a meet and greet. Let's have a chat. Let's hang out and let's get to know one another. And, so, you know, um, a ton of people coming in through the doors. The, the Toronto Sportsman Show is, is massive. Like, I would say, uh, actually, I shouldn't say, because I've never been to any of the big shows down the state, so I really can't compare. But it, but it is massive. There's 40,000 oh. people that come through the doors every year. Well, you're, um, so, so, well just, just to put it in perspective, Jay, like years ago, because it, it had a bit of a hiatus. The Toronto Sportsman Show was eleven days long. Yeah. Oh wow. So like we like you guys probably have the same thing in school March break. Yeah, spring break. Spring break. It yeah. went for the whole thing. 
Oh, wow. Like, the show opened probably on, like, the Thursday. And then I think, like, the Friday would have been the kids' last day of school. And then you get your March break. So it went from the Thursday to the following Sunday. Yeah. Wow. It, yeah, like, that's, what, it, like, 10, 10, 11 days long is how long the sportsman show used to be. So it, so yeah, like it is, it is a big show. It's the biggest in Canada. Um, and the refuge is, there is nobody in Canada doing anything like this. Um, I, I don't know why, but, but nobody is. So, so we're the first that's doing it and, and we're doing it. And then there's brands like, you know, like I, I can't take away from how awesome it is that I could just message you and say hey jay this is what i'm doing this is this is what the plan is for merch what do you think and you're like man yeah 100 we're in so again it is it is more like-minded people all coming together and and you're just reinforcing that community and so now from thursday to sunday it'll only be, it's only the four days now but thursday to sunday um we'll have some of the biggest names in the waterfowl industry. There's still, there's still more names that need to get up to Canada and, and come out here. But I, and, but I understand it because it's expensive, just like what we talked about before we hit the record button, Jay. Yeah, it's more um, of a geography thing than it is. Yeah. Anything, logistically. Yeah. Um, but we got to get more, we get more people up there and, and just, you know, get more people talking about hunting birds and hunting ducks and and it is it's, it's just to bring the community together and and that was that's the idea about it like really punisher waterfowl this brand is is a podcast and a and a social media a couple social media sites and and a little bit of swag we're not re, we never reinvented the wheel we're not doing anything crazy we end every show by saying we're not experts and we'll never pretend to be experts. We're just a bunch of dudes that love hanging out and talking about hunting ducks. And, but I think that's what the world needs. We need more people that is, you know, you're serious, but you're not that serious about yourself where you got to pretend to be somebody that you're not. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if that, if that makes sense, but you know, so for Phil, like Phil is working. So Phil will come down. So he'll miss, thursday and you'll be down friday saturday right phil no i'll be thursday thursday saturday thursday saturday right so <laughs> opening day and then saturday is obviously it, the big day yeah saturday is the big day right but yeah so everybody's coming through and and yeah it's exciting like i'm i it's exciting for me um because i get to to sort of kind of organize everything and and now i'm trying to now I'm trying to build a booth space and and all of this stuff, which is it it it's out of my it's out of my comfort zone, right? So, but um, but at the same time, it's amazing because now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have my space and Jay, I, I don't know what your history is with business, but I was still serving in the military when I come up with this idea for Punisher Waterfowl, and the amount of people that told me that. It, it would fail or it would wouldn't go anywhere um there were a lot so so the fact that you know i can hang my hat now and with the help of phil and merck and ryan and and my old business partner dave palmer um you know it got to where it is right now and and now i'm 
you know, I'm talking to Jay Peterson in, in Kansas City, Missouri, and, and Jeff Coates in, in, in Berlin, Maryland, and, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's opened up so much for, for the Punisher Waterfowl brand, and I think it, it's showcase. I think we, we really do do a good job, Phil. Uh, I think we really do do a good job on promoting the community and, and just how how awesome it is to be connected to this community. And, and that is what the refuge is all about, buddy. And that's a very long-winded explanation. No, I know. No, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. And, and that's, I mean, hats off to you because it, it takes guts and, um, you know, a little wherewithal to, to get through it because yeah, every, every single time you go and do something in life, you're always going to have naysayers that doubt you and, you know, and it, it's comes from their insecurities. It's because yeah. they sell the people. Oh, don't don't kid yourself, Jay. We we still have no fucking clue what we're doing half the time. <laughs> oh shit, I don't either, man. <laughs> we really don't. Yeah, it, this, you this know, is true. that's that's kind of the fun part about it too, though, is yeah. that you don't have it figured out, and it's going to look different every day, and there's going to be new challenges along the way, and very and true. So all we do, like, we're just glorified problem solvers. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really what running a business is, is just being a glorified problem solver. That's a good way um, to look at it. Because it's it's just the next one. You're just going to feel the next one. You're just like a shortstop. You're always going to get ground balls. Yeah. You know, you're going to pop up every once in a while, but your majority of the time, you're going to be fielding ground balls. And that's the same with running businesses. And, you know, you're just you're just fielding it and, and shoveling it out and dealing with it and then moving on to the next one. And um, <laughs> But along the way, you're meeting a, a ton of great people. And that's what I love about the, the show circuit is yeah. that, you run into the same people that you started from the beginning and you see them again and then you meet new people and then they become a friend and then yeah. you see them on social media and then they tag you. And then, you know, it's just this big, big fun community. And, and, um, and you forget about that when you don't have the events going on for a few months and yeah. then it, you know, starts back up again and, and it's a lot of work, but it's so rewarding, you know, being at NWTF last week, uh, was, was just awesome, you know, just meeting new people, but also seeing a lot of the same familiar faces and brands that, that we've been tied into for a few years now. And, um, and it just kind of gives you that little bit of life that what we do is what we're doing matters because yeah. if we're not out here doing what we do guys, like nobody is going to carry that flag and then the hunting industry is going to die out. Um, and Absolutely. no one's going to be doing it in 30, 40, 50 years or whatever that time span may be. If we don't continue to continue to put this in front of other people and in front of the younger people and, um, you know, getting people outside and enjoying the outdoors and, and God's creation. So a very good point because, um, we are, you know, the pressure is on us as, as a hunting community, as a whole, um, mm -hmm. the pressure is on us. Um, you know, there's always, there's always somebody waiting for us to, to mess up or to do something wrong just so that they can jump all over us. And, and I'm sure there's a there's a group of people that would love nothing more than to have hunting completely abolished. Um, but but you're a hundred percent right in saying that I think it's our responsibility to do this um conservation and and give back in whatever way that is, if that's through volunteer hours or or money or whatever it is, as long as you're giving back, because um there is a six-year-old kid or, or, you know, a four-year-old kid just like yourself when you were introduced to it, Jay, that's just, that just needs that spark. And once, once they get it, then they're hooked. And, and then it's a lifetime of, 
a lifetime of cold, wet mornings. Um, yeah, and being, and being broke. And, and life, being yeah. broke. Being broke. I always say it's kind of a mental illness, but <laughs> hey, it, it is what it is, man. We, we wouldn't trade it for anything. No, um, ab absolutely not. But now, you know, you're talking about the circuit. And last week I had, uh, we had Brian McRae on, who's the, you know, the director for Canadian policy with, with Delta Waterfowl. And, and he's, you know, telling us about the Duck Expo that's happening in Baton Rouge in July. And again, I watched that show last year from the sidelines, watching and getting all the, all the updates from social media. And then, you know, seeing pictures of my friends hanging out with my friends from up here, hanging out with people right. down there that I've met through social media. And I'm like, man, I got to get down there. So, um, <laughs> So I messaged Craig Mintz, who who's the owner of of Real Geese, and, and who's become a very very good friend of of mine um, since since we started the show. And I'm like, I'm not putting a booth in the the Duck Expo, but I want to come down to the Duck Expo. I think Real Geese should put a booth in down at the Duck <laughs> Expo, and then I'll come down and I'll help you guys out. And I think they've got a booth already paid for and, and everything. Nice. So, um, yeah, it'll be a good show. It'll be a great show. Um, however, July in Louisiana, um, I'm not so sure how that's it, going to work. It's inside. That's the thing. Because <laughs> last year I was in, uh, I was in St. Louis at the Dive Bomb uh, yeah, squad, squad Fest. Fest the same weekend. Yeah. They had the same weekend. And I was at Squad Fest and it was 100 degrees. And then we had a tornado come through right at the end. So it was. Oh kind of the wild west man it was it was an adventure so buck was down at delta and yeah. uh and i was up in st louis doing that because it's only about three and a half hours from kansas city so yep uh but they they changed that so now it's different weekends so we'll both be down there at at uh delta and so we're excited i've never been to baton rouge so i'm excited to get down into that part of louisiana i've only been in louisiana for about 10 minutes when i was okay. going to the mississippi show two years ago when yeah, i didn't yeah. get to go to delta uh, show and I was I crossed into Louisiana for about ten minutes enough to be on a back road, get pulled over, and get a ticket, and then I was back in Mississippi. <laughs> so that's my experience in Louisiana so far. It wasn't fun. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that we'll be able to to, to meet in person, buddy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We're welcome to come hang out in the booth and. Yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm trying to talk Phil into coming with me, but. He done two trips last year, hunting trips, and and he's on a short leash to be leaving the country right now. So, um, yeah. but having having younger kids, I know my kids are getting yeah. older now, so I, I can yeah. I can move you, about. Yours can feed and clothe themselves. Yes, yeah. How old are your kids? My kids my, are oh, Phil's. Oh, my my boys are nine and twelve. Okay, it's a fun but age. The, but the 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 nine year old's nine going on nineteen. Oh yeah. Course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You just wait for it, buddy. Fuck. Like just smart, like too smart for his own good, too. You oh, haven't yeah. seen nothing yet. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. It's so always the buddy. youngest one you got to worry about. What's that? It's always the youngest one you got to worry about. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're the ones. Yeah. This, my son has been put on this earth. For me to pay for all my wrongdoings when I was younger, <laughs> I am convinced. I yeah. believe it. I believe it. Jay, buddy, 
I know you are an extremely busy man and we're at around that 50 minute mark, buddy. So, um, I do not want to keep you any longer because let's keep going, man. If you got, you got more, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. What's next? Like, I know, I know you and Buck have vision boards somewhere in your house. What's next for dirty duck? What's coming? What, what's, what's out there right now that you guys are working on? Um, I mean, we're kind of one of our, one, one of our goals and, and one of them is getting real kind of close to fruition is, is being more accessible in, in larger, uh, retail chains. Okay. So we've got a deal, uh, that's in the final stages. These things just take time when yeah. you're dealing, you know, the mass, you know, grocers and retailers and places like that. So, um, it's, I see the light, it's getting close. Good. Uh, and so we're hoping in first part of second quarter, we'll be in a large uh, grocer that's more east, southeast part of the United States. Okay. Uh, and then kind of growing from there, seeing how how it takes into places like that. Okay. Uh, continuing to, you know, be, be in more outfitters places. Uh, you know, every single, we love for every single duck lodge to carry us. Yeah. You know, we're the hunters, we're the hunters coffee. You know, we're not... Um, you know, the New York Wall Street type brands that are out there that are, you know, backed by, you know, hedge funds and, and other places That's like right. that, yep. um, that are out there. We're, we really are, we're the, you know, we're roasted in Texas. So it's all American, uh, roasted, you know, sourced from 17 countries, small batch, um, and single origin beans. So it's high quality, you know, yep. you're going to pay just a little bit more than you would, your other brands are out there, but, um, but also like I said, pro proceeds from what we do go back to the things that we're all passionate about, which is conservation and, and youth and disabled hunting. Uh, so we love supporting oh, all the different organizations that, you know, we get to, even if it's just a little bit, you know, we're trying to yeah. as much as we can, we're trying to help support those. Um, and their you know, their causes, uh, cause there's nothing better than, you know, seeing people who maybe had had a, that's, you know, they drew a, a short straw in life and had some challenges, but they're not letting them let that stop them from going out and enjoying the outdoors. And it's fun to have a little, little piece of helping them to experience what we get to experience. Yeah. Uh, so, Any plans for expanding into Canada? Uh, we're happy to get into Canada wherever we can. Uh, it's, start, so, it's starting with the refuge. Yeah. I mean, we, we can ship there. That's for sure. I mean, we do have clients in Canada. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Brian Rushton. <laughs> yeah so yeah. we've been up there for i mean since the beginning really i mean we've had people from the from the north support us and and carry us and their lodges and and uh you know in their homes and we're thankful for that That's so awesome. we'd love to be up there a little bit more and um and really just continuing to get that imprint out there um be, get, getting us in more people's hands so you know we're we're slowly making moves but we we want to do things the right way we don't like getting way too too far ahead of ourselves and um you know the whole time we just wanted to be successful growing doing it responsibly not taking on massive amount of debts that can crash a company and mm -hmm. uh, and so far it's worked no that's awesome i i like the you know you you had said you know it, it everything is roasted and and is roasted in texarkana or or that's where my ship in came northern from. texas northern texas um you know, and, and you had said you're going to pay a little bit more, um, for it. 
and and I think today, and and I, I'm fairly confident to say this, most people today will spend the extra money for quality. Yeah. They will, right? Like gone are the days um, where people are just, uh, I think everybody's still pinching pennies, um, but gone are the days where if, it, if it's if it's a dollar more, people aren't aren't paying aren't paying it. Those days are gone. If if the quality is there, people are spending the money, and and it's evident with you guys because you guys are you guys are doing very very well. And and you know you could go to a grocery store and pull something off the shelf that'll be cheaper, but you're not going to enjoy your coffee the same. And yeah. and that's and that's just the way it is. Well, look at this. You go to Starbucks, which I like to call six bucks. <laughs> you got to make the fucking coffee yourself. Oh yeah. They hand you a block. They hand you a cup of block. There's the stuff over there, sweetheart. Thanks for the four bucks. You got to go do your own fucking cream and sugar. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Yep. So, so you know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud to be able to bring the dirty duck into into the refuge and and i can't wait um and i may dip into that package once it shows up here um yeah, but i can't it. wait i can't wait to try it and i can't wait to to show it off to everybody and 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 get more people get more people involved and get more canadians canadians are very um not as a whole but as a majority they're very um hesitant to 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 get ordering from the states all the time and and it's because of our exchange rate is because sure. we get our we get dollar we, sucks yeah our dollar sucks and we we just get killed right so but i think what people once they're introduced to something and and when they see oh this is this is good oh this is oh so what it breaks down to like three dollars more well yeah Easy, easy decision and sometimes i think that's what you need to do is that you just got to give people the opportunity to to try something or see it or touch it feel it whatever um mm -hmm. and then it opens up their mind oh okay well yeah this is totally worth um the five extra dollars as opposed to buying brand x off the off the shelf at at the at the grocery store right so I, I'm really proud, really happy. I I can't wait to to show it off, and um, I got and buddy, like my booth, the booth is going to be crazy. It's going to be sick. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I I can't wait to show it all off, and I, I can't wait. And and I am. I'm honored. I'm honored that you know you guys um wanted to help me out and 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 bring some because ultimately you know it's it both brands are being helped uh, are being helped out here you guys are being helped out by getting your name out but uh for me just like like you said on your website it's a catalyst to a conversation so i'll have with with dirty duck being in in the refuge now i'm going to have more people hanging around more people wanting to sit and just chat have a coffee and and really just soak in the whole time the whole entire experience right so it it it's amazing. I and I, I really can't wait. I, I I really really can't wait. And and I just keep saying that, but it's just going to be such a great show this year. I know. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be huge. You'll have the the smell will kind of walk around, and people. It's it's crazy how people say, "Hey, I smelled it from way over where." 
yeah and i had to come and check it out so oh, uh, we're, we're gonna yeah. crack the lid off that monster coffee thing and put a fan off the coffee urn yeah. yeah yeah just yeah. pump the fan around that's a good idea actually that is a good idea See? I'm going to be wired for sound for those two days that I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Bouncing off the walls. Phil, how much have you eaten in today? <laughs> no, but I've had six fucking coffees. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. Okay, boys, we're at the, we're at the 60 minute mark. So uh, we'll wrap this up. Got, got um, to keep Corey and Corey. And yeah. Mike. We got to keep Corey Baker uh, engaged. Yeah. Anything yeah. longer than 60 <laughs> minutes, Corey Baker back, blacks out on us. So shuts, um, shuts her down. <laughs> Shuts her down. So we'll do a quick around the table, and then uh, and then we'll close her out. So Philly to you, buddy. First, Jay, absolute uh, pleasure having you on. Like I know Brian just rants and raves about your guys' coffee, and it, I've been wanting to try it for quite some time. And obviously, I'm not going to get that privilege and honor uh, at the show. And uh, again, pump pump Damien full of as much crap as you can, because I'm going to buy like half the K cups you send up, and I'll yeah. likely have to fight Brian tooth and nail. And Brian's a stout boy, so I got my money kit out for me. Well, th- there is, there is a lot of coffee coming. So I th- think th- fuck yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot coming. House. Yeah, there's a lot coming. So, and if if Brian Russian takes all of it, I'd be pretty fucking impressed, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, but but yeah, th- uh, thanks again, Jay. We appreciate the support, and really looking forward to getting some of this in my belly. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a pleasure being on and and uh, excited to see what you guys continue to do and and how it continues to grow and we're excited to be a part of the Canadian experience uh, with oh. your ship. Oh, buddy, uh, I really do appreciate it. and and I know I kept saying it that I'm honored and and I'm proud and and the whole bit, but um, you know, you guys are a stand up organization, stand up brand. Um, just wanting to help out and and doing things the right way and surrounding yourself. I always say surround yourself with good people and good things will come. Um, and, and you guys are a testament of that. So I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I can't thank you enough for answering. Every time I send you a message, you always answer me back. And, and, uh, I know I must get on your nerves sometimes, but nah, not uh, at all, man. thanks so much, buddy. I can't wait. Um, I've got a message typed up here for you. Actually, now that I'm saying that, I got a message typed up for you as we were doing the show. There's some stuff that I wanted to ask you that I didn't want to forget. So, um, Jay, thanks, man. And and to Buck, um, thank you from me, Phil, Merck, all the boys. Um, thank you so much for what you're doing and, and believing in us and wanting to help us out. Um, it really do mean a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Union 0430. We are not experts. We will never pretend to be experts. Um, We're just a bunch of dudes that love talking about hunting ducks and, and being around some good people. Until next time, big love. Be nice to one another.